Hi, welcome to True Creeps, where the stories are true and the creeps are real. We'll cover stories from grotesque gore to the possibly plausible paranormal, to horrifying history, to tense and terrible true crime, and everything else that goes bump in the night. We're your hosts, Amanda, and I'm Lindsay, and we want you to join us while we creep. We cover mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome back after two weeks. Woof, that went by quick. We've missed you. It did. It very much did. Well, today we are going to be talking about a story that I heard of years ago, surprisingly on my honeymoon, about a really creepy guy and his obsession with a woman in Key West, Florida. I feel like creepy is such an understatement. Horrific. Yeah. We went on a ghost tour on my honeymoon, like you do. And they took us around and they told us the story of Carl Tanzler and his obsession with Elena. We're going to talk specifics, but from what I was told on this ghost tour versus what we found while researching, it's even more horrific than I had thought. Oh, it's pretty bad. So (laughs) there are variations of the story depending on whose side you're reading. So Elena's family has a side. Carl Tanzler has a side. And then there's witnesses and neighbors and and other people that, you know, were kind of looking in from the outside and what they thought of the situation. As we get into it, we're going to talk about Tanzler's love of a good story. Mm -hmm. So it's not at all surprising to me that his perspective is going to be a lot different than everything else. And even if he wasn't a person who, like, was known for a good story, you generally aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, I totally did that with some of the things that we're going to talk about. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because... It gets pretty wild. Also, because we have so many different perspectives, we've tried to pull a little from each to create a more detailed story. But for the things that are, you know, specifically from Tanzler, we're going to say that because his is wildly different from what everyone else saw. So the first person I want to talk about is Elena. And her full name was Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos. And she's truly the victim in the story. Many sources, and even that ghost tour that I went on, never really spent a lot of time on her as a person. They only dove into the story of what happened to her. So I thought it was important that we spend a little bit of time talking about her background, too. Of course. So she was born July 31st, 1909 in Key West, Florida. She was Cuban-American, and her parents were Francisco Oyos and Aurora Milagro. She was described as being very beautiful and was also pretty shy. She was a devout Catholic, and she very much enjoyed cooking for family and friends, Rudolph Valentino movies. She loved to dance and she also loved to sing. I'm glad that we get a little bit of a a sense of who she was. Yeah, because a lot of even sources just dive right into what happened after she met Carl, not necessarily who she was before that happened. Also, there's a lot of pictures of her available online and she was very pretty. So when Elena was 16, she got married to Luis Mesa. And she then got pregnant, but she miscarried. After that, she developed a cough. Her family thought that she had gotten sick after losing the baby, but the cough never went away. And at that time in that area, tuberculosis was pretty common, and it was the number one cause of death. During all of this, Louise took off to Miami and left Elena when her health was getting worse. Get fucked, Louise. I also read accounts that he might have had another woman on the side, too which is really sad. Extra get fuck, Louise. So on April 22nd of 1930, Elena, who was almost 21 at this time, 
was referred to the Marine Hospital for some tests because, again, she has this cough and it's just lingering. And we're now at years of this cough. When she was there, there was a radiologist named Carl Tanzler that was overseeing some of the tests that she was getting done. And he also went by Dr. Von Kossel. So elaborate. That's a lot different than Carl Tanzler, but okay. Yeah. So over the next couple of days, he did blood tests and a radiograph of her lungs. And after reviewing that, he was like, okay, she has tuberculosis, which we're not surprised by, but it's very sad. Before we continue on about Elena's illness, let's talk a little bit about Carl Tanzler himself. So he was born in 1877, which means that when he met Elena, who was not even 21 yet, he was 53. Yikes. (laughs) He was born in Dresden, Germany, and emigrated to the United States. And he's what we're going to kindly call an eccentric guy. He would walk with a cane and he loved to show off his watches. And he claimed that they were commissioned to him by the Tsar of Russia. He's very important. (laughs) How specific? Like, sure, man. Like, that's a great watch. Like, can you imagine just being like, that's a nice watch. And someone being like, the Tsar of Russia commissioned this for me. You're like, okay, cool. I'm never speaking to anyone again. (laughs) Bye. Weird flex. Yeah, great. (laughs) This is a story (laughs) I didn't want. (laughs) He claimed to have nine university degrees. Why? And he says that he began to call himself (laughs) Count Von Kossel because it was like an ancestral name. But his family was like, no, we don't have any royal lineage, so I don't know why he would think he would be a count. And also, none of that is real. Interesting. And so, again, he went by Count Von Kossel, but we're going to call him Tanzler throughout our story because we refuse to even handle that. But he, as I alluded to earlier, liked to make up a story. And he made up a lot of stories about his life and how things came to be or existed, But one of the really big ones is that he didn't have a medical degree, even though he claimed to have had one. And the I guess the silver lining of this is that he was really well read on like medical topics. He understood radiology and x-ray technology. But I, you know, I don't like a DIY doctor. No. If I don't know they're a DIY doctor. And (laughs) I certainly don't want a DIY x-ray tech because goodness knows of the things that I want someone to be formally trained on I think the testing itself is like the top of that fair so Tanzler was fairly well off money-wise because he was receiving a military pension and this was from his involvement in World War One and he ended up writing about that in 1939 in a publication another one of his stories as I'll call them <laughs> is that his ancestor, Countess Anna Constania von Kossel, appeared in visions and showed him the face of his true love. And the way he described the face of his true love in this vision was that the woman was a foreign-appearing gal with dark hair. What a vision he had. What a vision. Whenever someone says they start to see visions, I'm immediately like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into it later. He wrote another thing that we'll talk about. But within it, he talked about visions often and ghosts and things like that that have come to him throughout the years. It was wild. Maybe as a medium. 
Maybe. And the ghosts are liars. <laughs> Wouldn't that suck if you were a medium and you were like, I'm seeing things. This is real. And all the ghosts are like this fuck. Let's mess with them. <laughs> Something fun to do. I, I kind of enjoy the idea of that, of like a medium who just gets completely fucking conned by ghosts. You don't really hear about that often, do you? <laughs> you do now. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back to the hospital, right? So Elena came for her test. That's where she met Tansler. Immediately, once Tansler saw her, he fell in love with Elena. But you know what? The better way to say it was probably he became immediately obsessed with Elena because he believed that she was the woman that his ancestor had showed him. I'm like blinking at Amanda. Amanda, do you believe in love at first sight? I don't know. Maybe I'm giving Amanda a look. I think that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard because any type of love that is actually fucking real, you have to be able to know those person's flaws and you simply can't know that by looking at someone. Really, really loving someone means even the shitty parts of you, I'm okay with. Okay, good. I thought you were giving me the look because I said, I don't know. Like, I don't think so. Oh, no. Like, I'm a romantic through and through, but I'm not delusional because I just feel like you can be infatuated with someone. You can, like, click and be like, there is a spark. This feels cosmically right. But I just don't think that you can be, like, truly in love with someone just by looking at them. Especially after doing, like, a blood test. And he's like, yep, she's the one. (laughs) Yeah. Also, can you just like imagine you're feeling sick, you can't stop fucking coughing, and this like skeevy doctor, not doctor, the skeevy DIY doctor is like, hey girl, and you're like, you're literally over double my age, get the fuck out of my face, and he's like, but you're the one I saw in a dream. And you're like, why did I go to the doctor? See, this is why I'm against going to the doctor. He officially, after all these tests, diagnosed her with tuberculosis. And because, you know, he was obsessed in love, whatever you want to say, with her, he wanted to do anything he could to cure her. So what he did is he offered his services free of charge. Unfortunately, Elena's family didn't have much money, so they took him up on this offer. At first, what he wanted to do was he wanted to send her to a TB institution abroad, but the family declined, and so did Elena, because she didn't really know how serious her condition was, which is kind of sad. That's really unfortunate. Yeah. Because she didn't really feel horrific at this time. And I can understand that. Like, if you have a cough, you don't think you're dying, right? Well, also, like, she's a pretty young person. Mm -hmm. So the idea of going to a whole other country for a cough, it seems like over the top. Yeah. But not, you know, when you realize the severity of it, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. So he tried a bunch of different things to cure her. And from what I understand, he was taking some medical equipment from the hospital to her home. And this isn't all of it, because depending on, again, who you get your story from, there's a lot of different things that he tried. But some of the things that are noted are weird gold tonics. He had her drink medicinal wines, radiation therapy. And at one point, he was even shocking her by connecting electrodes to her body. I hate this. So with all of this happening, one thing that I want to bring up is during this time, as he's, you know, trying to cure her, he also had some weird wingless plane and he kept it on the hospital grounds, which seems super bizarre, even more bizarre than a wingless plane. And as he's like talking to Elena, he names his weird wingless plane after her. 
And there's reports of it being called Contessa Elena or Countess Elena. And then I saw a picture, like a photo of it. And on the top, it was written Elena's airship. So I don't know what he quite called it, but something to do with Elena. This isn't great. This is not great. It's so random. Also, a wingless plane. Isn't that just like a boat or a car? I'm glad you said that. If it can't fly, because like, but my, uh, oh, I know. Oh, I know. But I guess my thing is like, can you imagine being sick and ailing and someone's like, I named my broken plane after you. (laughs) Like, that's just fucking rude. Right? Like, especially like, it'd be one thing if you were healthy and they were like, it's like, it's going to work and we're going to fly in it. And like, oh, our love. But it's like, this plane is broken and you don't feel well. What a comparison. That's not a compliment. (laughs) Well, he claimed that him and Elena would fly in it together one day. Oh, and, you know, once he was done fixing it up, not only could it fly, but he was going to make it so it totally could sail on water, too. Oh, my God. Tansler or Countess Castle. Wow. The stories (laughs) you tell. So it's getting wild. I, I just don't understand why he was obsessed with this, but it seems like he spent a lot of time with this plane. I mean, can you just, again, she's coughing, she's getting worse, and he's like, Elena, guess what I got? And she, like, looks outside, and she's like, are you fucking, she's like, wow. Can't you just see it just, wow. That's, I think, the response you would get from me. I'm sick. And he, like, brought it to work to, like, stay in the parking lot? Yeah. That's, that's what's wild, is that, like, she looks out of her hospital room window, and it's just like, wow, that's a wingless <laughs> plane, my man. Right? In the 30s. I am excited for this. And from what we could find, we believe that he bought wreckage of a plane and left it in the hospital parking lot so that he could restore it between patients and, you know, after he got off work. Gorgeous. But there's also stories that he said that he built it himself. Oh, my God. What's worse than a DIY doctor? A DIY pilot. Right. I also just need you to know that, like, we are talking about an airplane in the 1930s. Mm -hmm. The first flight was in the early 1900s. So at this point, I can't imagine that they're, you're looking at it going, wow, this is solid. This is the thing I want to do. Yeah, very strange. Especially with Tansler. And I don't even know where it originally came from. There's so many different variations of the story. But uh, my guess is, yeah, he bought the wreckage. So remember, we said he was obsessed. He was like super obsessed as she, you know, was getting these treatments. At one point, Elena's sister, her older sister, Florinda, but she went by Nana. She got married. And Tansler, at this time, proposed to Elena. And his account of it is a little different from what I saw. Like he says that he showed up after they had gotten married and like he was just watching Elena serve everyone and like be the best hostess as she's sick and everyone's smoking around her because they're awful family members because she's sick and they're smoking. And he just like made up this crazy thing. And then he's like, and then I told her we should get married and I could help her. But Elena's mom was like, absolutely fucking not and made him leave. According to him, though, the reason why she said no, like her mom, was because she wanted Elena to marry a Cuban man if she ever got married again. Not that, you know, he's her doctor. Or significantly older than her, or is clearly a liar, or has an unhealthy obsession with her daughter. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? You're at the hospital. You're not feeling well. There's a guy. He has a name badge. 
it says like Dr. Kossel. And then he's like, no, call me Count Von Kossel. Can you imagine calling your doctor Count Von Kossel? I don't know if if they were or not, but I would just the vibes I get from him is that he would be like, no, call me Count. That's the vibe. Yeah. Here's my wristwatch. (laughs) It's commissioned by the Tsar of Russia. (laughs) That's nice. Can you tell me why I'm coughing up blood? Stop telling me this shit. (laughs) Yeah. So every other account outside of what Tansler has written about, Elena was very clear that she did not have feelings back for him. And she kept telling him, you're too old for me. Also, she was still technically married. So like when her husband left, they never actually got a divorce. In an interview with her sister, Nana, the one we talked about, she said that Elena was only nice to Tansler because her mother told her that she should be kind to those who were kind to her. And like, that makes sense. Like, be nice, but you're allowed to say no to his advances. Well, and also, at this point, he is putting a significant amount of time and energy into helping heal her. So him being obsessed with her, problematic and an issue, it does mean that she's probably getting, like, the best care that he could fucking give. Because he's like, I want you to live because I want you to be, like, my countess. That's true. Yeah. And like he was bringing her jewels. And at one point, he even brought her like a catalog. He's like, pick what you want. I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, so Nana also said that Elena looked at him as like a grandfather. So very different than a husband. He continued asking for a long time for her to marry him. And so much that the family eventually said, stay away. And From what I understand, again, between all the accounts, it's a little hazy, but I believe he stopped some of the treatment for a little bit because, like, the family was pushing him away so much. And some accounts say that the family was not fans of the treatments that he was doing, too. Reasonable. Yeah. So Elena's condition got worse. And because they were staying away from Tansler, they were seeing a different doctor who was giving her injections. And Tansler would claim that that was the reason why she got sicker was because she was seeing a different doctor. So the family allowed more of his medical treatments, but were still adamant that they were not going to get married. And also, just as a note, Tansler already was married and had kids. And he'd been married to Doris for about 10 years when he met Elena. Get fucked, my man. Can you? Yeah. They were separated. Like, she lived in a separate place, but, like, he was still married. They had children. Wild. So one of the treatments that Tansler continued was the painful electric shock treatments and radiation on Elena. He also discussed wanting to try high frequency violet ray treatments that had a high voltage transformer, but her family said no. Many said that Elena hated him for the treatments, but he thought that she loved him because, again, he was clearly delusional and was making up stories. The treatment that she was undergoing was incredibly painful, and she even told her family that she did not want Tansler to continue and to let her, quote, stay dead. And we're pretty sure that he had resuscitated her at least twice. Now you can say, do not resuscitate and that you have to stop. But woof. So Elena's family may have declined more treatments, but it's hard to say. 
when Tansler has his story, he writes that the family was the one who decided to not do more treatments. And he said that because he had been working so much and such long hours, he started getting sick because he was working in the hospital during the day, then helping Elena afterwards and working on his weird plane at night, which I've like one of those things. I guess you could give up the plane, my man. It has no wings. <laughs> and so, again, we see different accounts, but one of the versions of this story is that Elena's family got so desperate to get away from Tansler that they literally moved and didn't tell him where they were going. So Tansler, with his obsession, starts searching for Elena whenever he can, which would be at night when he's not working. And eventually, one of Elena's neighbors gave up the family's location. By the time Tansler found Elena, Elena was fatally sick. He tried his electric therapy, which was presumably very painful. But when he wrote about it, he said it tickled at first, but then the treatment over time got stronger. It's weird. Like, I guess it's not weird. It's more like shocking that when you read his account that he's just like, oh, she giggled. Like, it wasn't that bad. And then when you're seeing other people's accounts, they're like, it was painful. It was horrific. She hated him. Have you ever had like a TENS machine kind of treatment? You normally get it in PT, but you can just buy it off of Amazon. And it's like tiny little shocks that go into your muscles. I'm not going to act like I understand the science behind it. <laughs> but it is a tickle. like, And it's used to like help your muscles. Yeah. There is a tickle like version of the start of an electric shock kind of treatment. But presumably he wasn't having it incredibly low. Yeah. Well, it got stronger. Yeah. Yeah. So Tanser also wrote about giving Elena throat sprays and solutions for her cough, but he said that she didn't like the smell. He also tried dissolving gold in her water, as we talked about earlier, his gold drinks. So when Elena was very, very sick, Tanzler said that they had a conversation and that Elena told him, quote, all I can leave you is my body, for I am only a sickly girl, so I can't marry you while I am sick. But you will take care of my body after I'm dead, won't you? I'm just going to go ahead and say that's a full-on fucking lie. Like, there's no fucking way. I won't marry you, but please take care of my corpse. No, yeah, that's so strange. You have free reign of my corpse, but I don't want you while I'm alive. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Especially the degrees to which he's already obsessed with her. We can all agree that she was like, you need to stay away from me and my corpse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, she's so sick she's so weak i just don't see that happening at all and in between this too like from his accounts he was buying her a bunch of stuff he bought her like a new bed because her bed broke at one point because people were coming and visiting too much and he was like there's so many people and he hated it it's wild his version is so different the only thing that i can think that would even be close to this conversation is if she asked him to help with her burial costs. Yes. And that makes sense because he has a lot of money. Her family doesn't. We'll go into how he does help with that kind of stuff. But that's the version where this could actually make sense. But you'll take care of my body after I'm dead, won't you? That sounds to me, if it was a conversation they had, like she was asking for assistance with burial and like that situation, not you'll take literally take care of my body. Agreed. And if you don't know where we're going, I hope you're reading in between the lines of what I'm saying right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It gets pretty bad from this point forward. It's going to get bad. Yeah. 
So between her, you know, getting sicker and sicker and sicker, he was trying various treatments. Some might have happened, some might not have. There's so many variations. But unfortunately, nothing he did was successful. On October 25th of 1931, Elena died. And some accounts say that she had several seizures before she died. So that's something to think about too later. Even after her death, he was still obsessed. He asked if he could at one point rent her room from her family. And they allowed him to do so and he paid them monthly. And I'm guessing because they really needed the money. But as he wrote about, he like slept in her bed and like it still smelled like her. And then he also accused the family of like stealing the jewels and stuff that he had bought for her, which was very strange. So after she died, there's a few different accounts of what happened to her body immediately too. Some sources say that the family did like a very basic or common grave And then Tanzer's like, no, 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 not good enough, and offered to build her an elaborate mausoleum. He wanted to do this to ensure that her body wouldn't be destroyed by like water leaking in and things like that, because he wanted to keep her body as it was. (laughs) Lindsay's face, she's like, "Mm." why? Why do you want to keep her body as it was, Count Von Kossel? Why? Oh, it's going to get bad. So he did a bunch of additional steps to try to preserve her body. Some sources say that he used formaldehyde while others didn't, but he was doing what he could to preserve her until he could get her in this like elaborate grave that he was building. But either way, she ended up being buried in this tomb that Tansler paid for. And he had the only key. So like it's an above ground mausoleum. Don't like this. Like not even her family. Wild, right? That The family doesn't get one, but he does. No, no, no. No, no. And so he would go into it every night and he'd leave gifts and hang out. Um, I heard that her sister would visit often and then like, you know, slowly the frequency would go longer and longer and longer that she'd visit. But he was there every night and inside the mausoleum. He also at one point got a phone installed so that he could talk to her whenever he wanted. Poor fucking Elena. Also, some people in the area would hear music coming from the tomb during his visits. So I saw on some accounts, like he was a really big fan of like organ music. So perhaps that's what he was playing. I don't know. That's a terrifying type of music to hear at a fucking cemetery. Just the fucking blaring organ music. Not that there's like something good. Like I don't want to hear like dubstep coming from a mausoleum, but organ music just feels too on the nose scary. Yeah, yeah. And then he even at one point brought a rocking chair inside. Just had to point that out. (laughs) Amanda's not going there officially. So accounts vary for this, but he either lost his job at the hospital or he left the job so that he could spend more time with Elena. One of the two. But people started to grow suspicious because of his evening visits. And then all of a sudden, the evening visits stopped. And then they were suspicious about that because they're like, wait, now what's he doing? Fair. Before his visit stopped, he did have a journal. He wrote about how he couldn't wait to take Elena home. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I'm just breathing for a second. So there are differing accounts of this, but from what we've seen, Tansler ended up stealing Elena's body around 1933. And it's already ridiculous. It's already insane. But to add, like, just a bizarre twist It's thought that he used a toy wagon to move her body. He says he used a car and that the driver of the car helped him lift the casket into his plane. He loves his plane. Very different stories, but okay. I feel like he just wanted to talk about his plane again. 
So it's believed that he moved her around a bit and that she was taken between his wingless plane, a shack that he purchased when the hospital told him to move his fucked up plane, and possibly another home. But even where his home was is heavily debated. Yeah, like when I was on the the tour in Key West, I remember, then this is why I still remember the story, is because they pointed to a house and they're like, this is where Tansler kept Elena. And they told us a story about it. But then when I was looking at where is this house, because I wanted to look up pictures, because I can't determine which picture I took is that house. And yeah, everyone online debates where this house is. So I don't know. Interesting. So and we'll talk about this in a bit. But Tansler did write about the whole thing. And he says that his house was on Flagler Avenue. But since he's a liar, we don't necessarily believe it. But anyway, he had possession of her body and he, quote, reconstructed it with plastered wax. And he lived with her corpse for years. He used silk, wax, perfume, preservatives and disinfectants and plaster to keep her preserved. And he even went as far as replacing her eyes with glass eyes once they had decomposed fully. Yes. I hope no one ever thinks they love me so much as to do this. Yeah, you don't want to be a weird fucked up doll and you don't want to be a mandible on a shelf. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to be the haunted doll. No. But like just so incredibly fucked. So he stuffed her body with rags to keep her from collapsing. Because, I mean, even with all of this, she's still going to decompose because that's what bodies do. So it's not like she's going to stay in like rigor mortis forever. Like the body will become limper as it decomposes, even with all of his nonsense (laughs) measures. So he also replaced her face skin with mortician's wax and... It looked like a mask, but there's also some people that believe that rather than this, he had made a wax mold of her face while she was either freshly dead or still alive. And that's what was there. When you see pictures of her body, though, it definitely does look like a mask. It's almost to the point where you don't necessarily know that it's a human at first because it doesn't even look like a good mask. Because if you think about the contours of a person's face, you're going to see a nose bridge, perhaps a Cupid's bow kind of area. You'll see indentations in the face, whereas this think cheap plastic mask that has like nose mouth eyes. Yeah, it's very bizarre looking. Considering we're talking about how she's a great beauty, you would not look at this mask and be like this captures a great beauty he also would dress her and put jewelry on her gives me the chills yeah so nana elena's sister is the one that eventually found out what he had done but it wasn't for years remember we said he lived with this body for years and there's a few different ways that this could have happened but from what i understand rumors were starting to circulate about his strange behavior and some of the rumors that we saw were Some boys saw him dancing with a giant doll in the window of his home. Oh, no. People were noticing. I know. And people were also noticing that he was buying a bunch of like women's perfume and clothes and then bringing them home. And they're like, why is he buying this? Another version that he told was someone had broken into her tomb at the cemetery and Nana like went to go pay respects and noticed that it, you know, something had happened. So Nana was, you know, obviously concerned after someone broke in, but the cemetery sexton was like, oh, don't worry, her inner coffin hadn't been opened. So, you know, we put it all back together. Everything's fine. But she's like, "Mm, I'm still a little concerned. And whether that be because of just the break in or if, you know, 
people in town were seeing him dance with a giant doll that's up in the air. So the way that Tanza wrote it is that he suspected that Nana was so concerned with this because she might have been the one that broke into the tomb because he really thought that that family just wanted Elena's jewels, like just wanted to steal her jewels. And he's like, no, everything's fine. Like, stay out. Better for them to be grave robbers than body snatchers. I'm not saying that they were It's just more like of the things to be. I would much rather someone be stealing jewels than whatever the fuck he was doing with Elena's body. Yes. So eventually she actually confronted him on October 1st of 1940. And she's like, you need to open this tomb. We need to see inside. And he's like, no, 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 no. Well, then she insisted. And her reason was a little different. She said, quote, according to him, quote, please open the tomb and let me see Elena inside her coffin, or I believe I will go crazy. If only I could see her to know that she is all right, I'll be satisfied. And he's like, okay, like, I don't want you to go crazy. I'll show her to you. But by this time, because she was kind of making a scene, there was like a crowd at the cemetery. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it here. We need to talk privately. And he said something like, it's not a public affair. And she's like, okay, I guess. Well, they end up at Tansler's house. And Tansler brought Nana and her husband Mario into his home and then to see the body, which Nana was not expecting, right? So she's like, that's not my sister. And Tanser had led them into a room and was like, here she is. She was lying on the bed with silk clothes on and jewels. Can you even fucking imagine the amount? Like, you're like, where is she? And he's like, just hold on real quick. And then he's like, behold her. Yeah, right. Right. Nana, like, didn't expect that. And Mario, I guess, is the one that's like, I think that's actually her. So eventually Nana's like, okay, whatever. But like, I need her to be in her coffin. So I want you to put her in her coffin and I want to be present to you doing this. Very fair. So in another version of the story at this part, there's a few reasons why Nana came to his house, whether it was like to interrogate him or just to snoop around because of the rumors. But that's when he's like, here she is. And she's like, "Mm, that's not her. That's like a creepy life-sized effigy that he made. And then she called the police and then it was determined, nope, that's actually the body. But either way, what she saw was, you know, what we have pictures of now. It looked like a life-size doll, right? It looks waxy. It had glass eyes. Like, why wouldn't it be a doll? After whatever meeting they had on October 5th of 1940, Tansler even writes about this, that a group of people come to his home, including sheriffs, a funeral car, things like that, and they retrieve him and Elena. They take him, one place, Elena, to a funeral home. And some versions show that she got an autopsy at this time to like see, this is really a body, this is what happened, this is what he's done to her. We will discuss more about this autopsy later because there's more information that has come up in the, I guess we could say recent years, because this was a while ago. So Tansler was arrested on charges of destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. And I just... I just feel like there has to be something else that doesn't sound so cavalier. There has to be some level of like, you did a really fucked up thing. Yeah. Tansler had to have a psych evaluation and he was found to be mentally competent and sane. He did say, though, that he had been seeing apparitions of Elena since he was a kid and that her ghost is the one that told him to do what he had done with her body. He would also later say that she had visited him in jail and let him know it would not be long until he was free again. Weird. I just feel like maybe we're not the sanest here. Perhaps. 
So Tanzler also said that his ultimate goal was to fly high into the stratosphere so that the radiation from outer space could penetrate her tissues and restore life to her form. Pause. Heavy pause. So we were on a weird level already, and I feel like this just like brought it up a notch. Yeah. If you're in a place where the radiation is so high that it could bring back the dead, wouldn't it kill you? (laughs) He's got real high hopes for this DIY plane. (laughs) Like, this thing doesn't even have wings. It's not fixed yet. He has years to do this. He's just years in and unable to build this plane. But he thinks that he can get this plane so fucking high that he can bring her back from the dead. This is a very poor plan. Mm Mm-hmm. Tanzler was painted as an eccentric romantic, and there were a lot of people who were on his side at the time. And while he was in jail and in prison, they even brought him things like treats and helped care for his 13 dogs. And there was even a group of women from Tampa who decided that they had to see him, so they demanded that they could wish him luck in all of this. Wild. So his attorney, L. Harris, offered to represent him pro bono. I mean, regardless of whether I think he's a eccentric romantic or a terrifying man there's gonna be a lot of press so that could be why too oh there was and that's why all these people are like oh he's just so in love and he's just so heartbroken and he did everything he could to help her and like again let me die throw my body in a dumpster and move the fuck on don't do that. Anyway, anyway. So eventually, the charges against Tanzler were dropped because the statute of limitations had expired, which was seven years. There were also stories that include some people having paid his bond. So after all of this, Tanzler insisted that he wanted her body back and that if he was left alone in his research, he could resurrect her. And the judge was like, mm, you probably shouldn't have this body in your possession. No, sir. You cannot have this body back. So the Dean Lopez funeral home put Elena's body on public display, which can she have any fucking dignity? And over 6,800 people viewed her body. That's so sad. I like I couldn't understand why they did that. It was just like the press and everyone was so obsessed with the story that they're like, I guess you can come see her. It's sad. That's fucking wild to me. So Elena's body ended up being buried in an unmarked grave. And Tanzler was very upset about that. Before Tanzler was released, some, quote, hoodlums, in his opinion, destroyed his beach home. And he also wrote about how he had found almost half of his dogs dead, which is terrifyingly sad. We don't like Tanzler, but the dogs don't need to be hurt. That made me sad. Yeah, it sounded like he really did truly love his dogs, like when he wrote about them. But again, he's crazy, so I don't know. Yeah. Tanzler ended up leaving Key West on April 14th of 1940 and moving to Zephyr Hills. His sister was there, and some sources said that his wife, Doris, was also there, but we don't think they ever got back together. Interestingly, there's also accounts that his estranged wife, Doris, may have written to the court to say that his mental condition was the primary reason that they separated. Before he left Key West, he used a time bomb to blow up the mausoleum, and it went off less than five hours after he left. And they never even, like, tried to approach him about it. They're like, all right, he's gone. Like, fuck this. We're done. They're like, just get him the fuck out. Like, we need him gone. <laughs> this is, it's so sad. I, I feel bad for just Elena. You're right. Like, she didn't get any rest. It was like, she died. It was horrific. She had a slow, painful death, it sounds like. Then he does this to her body. And then all these people just get to come and see her body. And then he just kind of gets off on nothing. 
Right? Yeah. So he wrote about all of this in his memoir, and he called it The Secret of Elena's Tomb. And he wrote about it in 1947. And that's where we got a lot of his accounts from. The majority of it is available online, too. And it's a bizarre read. Shocker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it is night and day different between how other people saw the story and what he was seeing in his head. The story outlines how he believes he was completely innocent, his background, and then just details on his side. So, for example, he believes what he was doing is what Elena wanted. And as he even wrote this story, he said that it was her hand that he felt that led his pen, like her ghost. I'm going to say it. I don't think it was. Bold move. Bold move. Bold fucking move. (laughs) So he even outlined parts towards the beginning that Elena just didn't want to marry him because she was so sick, right? And she just wanted to get well again and marry him after she was well. Oh, yeah, totally. For sure. I mean, that's what I would have said if I was her. Like, just help me heal and we'll see you from there. Right. Maybe. But he also paints the picture that her parents and like her family were super careless and that he was like, I don't know, the way that I got it was like sort of a hero stepping up to help her when no one else would. It's just crazy. And then he also wrote about at one point, like after he was arrested, that the sheriff even told him, I know you're innocent and what's being done to you is wrong. And he talks about all like his fans almost coming up and bringing him gifts and bringing him treats and just saying like, what a lovely man he was. It's bizarre. I fucking hate this. And who knows if this next part happened, but he wrote about it is like when he got home after being released, people were flocking to his home, wanting to take souvenirs back from his lab. And that at one point, I want to say he was in jail at this time, but something about a moving picture wanted his story and wanted to make a story and he declined. Sigh. So in 1952... Tanzer was found dead by police on the floor inside of his home. And rumors say that he was next to a wax replica of Elena and that it had the original mask on. The, the person who went into that house did not sign up for that. No, they certainly did not. And it's creepy because they took her body. They put it in an unmarked grave. I don't know if that mask was with her. Maybe they removed it. I'm not sure. Or maybe he made a new one. Hopefully they did. She shouldn't have to deal with that. But it was intertwined, I think, with her skin, the way that he was layering wax and plaster and silk and things like that. So I don't really know. Again, I just need to point out that I would want none of the accoutrement that was given to me. Mm -mm. I would just want to be my decomposed faceless corpse. Yeah. I don't need frills for when I die, but I don't want this to happen. And if it did happen, I would want all of that to be gone from my final resting place. You know, right? Right? Like, Same. so take your weird mask, even if it rips off my face, because what if, I can't feel it. Mm-hmm. And it's sad that they had to go to that extent, too, to, like, bury her in an unmarked grave to make sure that he didn't do this again. So there's an HBO show called Autopsy, and they did an episode on this, and it included Elena's story and some more details. It aired in 1999, and when the autopsy was performed, they found that her bones were being held together by piano wire, which would suggest to me that he wanted her to be able to move, like her joints to actually work. And stay together. Well, yeah, but also like to be able to dance with her, because I wondered in my head like how that would work, but that's how. She was also wearing a wig of her own hair, 
We've seen a lot of different ways that he got this hair, but some sources say that he had asked her mother for hair and that she had saved that from haircuts. And others say that he just kept hair as it fell out during decomposition. In some of the versions that I saw, it was like he was trying to get the body ready for burial between when she died and when that mausoleum was done and that her hair might have already been falling out. And he was like, well, maybe I'll get a wig. And she's like, no, 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 no. Use her hair. I have her hair. But also that was his version. So we're not sure if that actually happened. Yeah, that's fair. So as her skin deteriorated, he replaced it with silk and wax. And something horrific that was shared on that show was that Tansler had inserted a vaginal tube into her body so that he could sexually assault her. Ugh. So horrific. Right. Right. Just we can't find information as to if this was brought up at the time of the autopsy many years ago. But many sources say they did not share this detail. And some theorize that this information was withheld to protect Elena's family from knowing this because it is a pretty horrible detail to know. And others think it was to protect Tansler and that it was just so horrible that people just chose to believe that this was just over the top kind of fucked up love story rather than a person who was having sex with the corpse of a woman he was obsessed with. If you're like, ah, the love story, honey, sweetheart, darling, reflect on that. You know, like if you're like, this is the love story of the ages, reflect on that. Yeah. A lot of articles and stories about it call it a love story or like a weird love story or you know, something along those lines. And I'm like, no, this is just sad and not love in any way. But there's another big rumor that I found. And I was like, this is brand new. I've never heard this anywhere. But it's really hard to see where some of this information could have come from. So there's speculation that Elena actually didn't die from tuberculosis. She was very sick with it. That's a given. She was dying from it. But that instead, she was actually murdered gasp. And Benvenido Perez, the police chief at the time, and he was also one of the people that helped bury her like in the unmarked grave. He did an interview with Men True Adventure magazine, which unfortunately I cannot find a copy of. So this is all from sources. He said that Von Kossel once told him, quote, I have spent my whole life. I have roamed the earth searching for Elena. 50 years ago, she appeared to me in a vision and she promised to be my bride. Now I found her and I'll kill her if necessary to fulfill my destiny. I hope that's not your destiny. It does sound like he was so thoroughly obsessed with his own story. If she was saying no, maybe he did because he's like, well, if she dies, then maybe I could bring her back to life and she'll love me. And, you know, like her spirit will, I don't know, come to me. I don't know what he was thinking. But well, and also, right, if she didn't, if she wasn't super sick. Why would he see her? So like he had a vested interest in both sides of it, right? If he believed her rejection, then he would keep her sick so he could see her. But if he didn't believe her rejection, then he's like, I want her to survive. So I don't know which it is, but either one is a motive for both. (laughs) Well, remember, he thought that ancestors and spirits and stuff were coming to him. I'm wondering if he thought maybe like if she died, her spirit would realize, oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to be with you. And then when he brought her back to life, she would love him. I don't know. But that that's a rumor going around. Another thing that caught my attention is Nana said to the Miami Herald that Tansler warned her father if there was not a wedding in the family soon, there would be a funeral. Oh. 
And so, again, like, that may have happened. And what did he mean, though, too? Like, if she marries me, maybe I can get her better care. Or if she doesn't marry me, I will kill her. I'm not sure. Yeah. But unfortunately, there's no, like, tangible evidence at the time to show that he did kill her. But there's one other thing that came up that I'm like, ugh, that's concerning. There's a story that ran in June of 1982 in a magazine called Detective Cases Magazine. And the article title was called Florida's Dr. Frankenstein and His Laboratory of Love. Ugh. It sounds so cheesy, right? Laboratory of Love. Get fucked. Mm-hmm. And to be super open, I cannot locate a copy of this magazine online. There's some like random eBay listings, but also you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. So I am very heavily relying on a source that has read this article. We will have them listed. In the article, someone was renovating a cottage and they found some crazy stuff when they tore down a wall, including what they say is a confession note inside of a journal. Gasp. It said, quote, she died because I gave it to her mercifully. I mixed the root of wolfsbane with aconite, diluted. It was palatable, and my loved one departed this miserable world on October 25th, 1931. Suffer no more, sweet Elena. I have sent you to the angels with my golden elixir. Oh. That's just so on the nose that I question if that's real, you know? Yeah, no, that's very fair. But if it is real, oh my gosh. So I was like, what is Wolfsbane? I don't know. I'm guessing it's just, you know, a toxic plant. And it is. It's known for a couple different names. So Aconite, Blue Rocket, Devil's Helmet, Leopard's Bane, Monk's Hood, Queen of Poisons, and there's a whole other list. The toxins in this particular plant, though, can cause like a slowing heart rate, and it can be fatal if you take too much. And they even said like even the tiniest of pieces of it can give you a tummy ache. Hmm. And it has been known to also cause things like seizures. And that's what piqued my interest is because... Oh, yeah, that's what she died of. Some people say she had seizures before she died. Some say, I mean, according to him, like, she was going on, like, a car ride, I think, with her dad. I don't know when she died. But other people are like, she had seizures before she died, which I kind of believe them more. Yeah. The article continued about, you know, a few other things that they found when they did the renovation, including bottles of a golden elixir, police logs from that period that included information about a seizure that Elena potentially had, testimonies from her family and neighbors. And there's even one testimony, they didn't quite say who said it, but something about Elena having to swallow double doses of an elixir the week before her death. Oh, And the elixir supposedly contained 70% distilled water, 20% gold shavings, fruit flavoring, and enough poison to cause a slow death. Yeah. So, again, like, that's so spot on that I question it because it's so long ago, there's not a lot that you can find from it. Yeah. So, this magazine looks like it ran from 1955 to 2000 and was pretty popular. And the covers are a little bit wild, and sometimes the stories themselves on the cover were pretty dramatic. There are so many magazine titles that are similar that it's hard to know for sure if some of the articles are from this magazine or if they're from another similar-sounding publication. But if this is true, a lot of pieces fit together with a story. Like, he couldn't have her while she was alive, so he killed her. 
There was also a part in his writing about the day Elena was buried that stood out. And what it had was that he said, the coffin sank into its grave. When I thought, as it did everyone else, it was all over. Some Cuban, whom I had never seen before, before, insulted in a piece of fiery oratory wherein he demanded punishment for the person responsible for her early death. Whether he meant me, I did not know and cared less, but I thanked him for his righteous thoughts and with a hand clasped assured him of my sincere support of his idea. I could see that as being either one, he's responsible for her death because he murdered her or two, he's responsible for her death because he couldn't save her. I don't know either one. And like, I don't think that she was murdered. I think she died. You know, I think that like, it's another way of making this story salacious, which it already is, right? So to me, I don't think she was murdered. Do you? I don't think so. I mean, it depends on the way you look at it, I guess. It sounded like some of his yeah therapies for her weren't the norm and that he was kind of inventing stuff as he went along. So if you want to look at it from that perspective of like, he wasn't using the proper things, but also you couldn't really heal that at the time, unfortunately. No. So even though he might have been using these weird therapies that weren't right and probably very painful, does that mean that he killed her or did the disease kill her? I, I don't know how you'd look at that. Yeah. But I don't think he intentionally killed her. But I am very curious about what might have been found in this wall, because if that's true, then this is a whole different story. Yes, yes. That is an intriguing bit. But I really I don't think that I don't think that he killed her. I don't think so. Of all the fucked up things he did, I think that he did want her to live because, again, he was trying to resurrect her by flying very high. So if that was his goal, I think that he was just so delusional that he was like, no, she loves me, despite all evidence to the contrary. Yeah, right, right. Like everyone around is like, she thinks of him as a grandfather, a doctor grandfather. Yeah. When you look at pictures of him, like he's like very, very skinny very old looking, which like, look, I think the kids call an older man who's very attractive uh, a zaddy now, right? Oh, okay. I wouldn't, not a daddy, a zaddy. And so I wouldn't say that he's a zaddy or a silver fox. He's just like scrawny, white haired, mildly balding man. The photos that we're seeing, I don't know how old he was, but he literally looks like he could be someone's great grandfather. Like he looks like he's in his 70s or 80s. And we know that people age differently in different time periods. So maybe he was just like Mozart, a really old looking younger man. Maybe. But he was not a zaddy is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. You know what? What I think of is the classic mad scientist. Like, when I think of a mad scientist, it's kind of like what he looks like with the little glasses and stuff. He does. He also looks like if you've seen Umbrella Academy. Yes. Oh, that's so true. The the dad. And that I was like, at first, I thought when I Googled, I thought that was him. That's so true. You're right. Well, you know, as always, we want to know, are you horrified? You don't think this is a love story, right? This is definitely not a love story. I hope not. It's not. Mm-mm. Do you think that she was murdered? Do you think he wanted to save her? Yeah, have you heard of this story before, too? Yeah, those are all the questions that I have. Because every time I research it, I feel like I find something new with it. It's wild. Yeah, I had heard of this before, but I hadn't really, like, dug into all of the details. And, like, once we hit vaginal tube, the stomach flips. 
Everything else is a different light once you know about the vaginal tube. Yeah. And that part, in all the times that I've seen this story and like on the tour, that part was uh, conveniently left out. Well, I can imagine that they're like taking you on a ghost tour. They're not going to be like, and no, but I feel like the way that they kind of painted the story was that he was just a crazy in love person, like that he wanted to truly be with her forever. Not that it got that bad. Well, they were wrong. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's gross either way. Horrific. Yeah. Well, welcome back. (laughs) We will be back next week. Yeah. And with that, have a great weekend. Thanks for creeping with us. Thanks for listening. And as always, a special thank you to our patrons who support us via Patreon. Please see the link in our show notes to learn more about how you, yes, you, can begin to haunt the dump, guard vortexes, or even become a scorching Sasquatch. Also in our show notes, you can find the link to our website, more information on our sources, our social media handles, and our merch store. We'd love for you to keep creeping with us. So if you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the show with your fellow creeps and or ghosts. I beg of you. (laughs) I also just need you to know that Ben can hear us. And he said, I am like, he's a zaddy. (laughs) And, you know, he's turning 40 this year. So I guess he would be an, an older man. So he is a zaddy. Can you put that on a shirt for him? I'm a zaddy. Yeah, I absolutely can. I'm a zaddy. Oh, my God. He scared the fuck out of me. He didn't even know he was in this room. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, oh. Wow.